for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, December 30th, 2015, episode 177, Tag of the Androids. Every week, usually right here at tagoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That's Eric F. What's up, Eric F.? No, we'll wait. Just unmute. No, go ahead and unmute. No. I am working I am working on a single monitor today. Oh. I can't dear. do all the fancy stuff I normally do. First world so I'm problems. Very sorry. The struggle is real I over know. there. Merry Christmas, Eric. Looking very festive. Joey Kelly also joining us. What's up, Joey? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As a pleasure as always to be with you on Attack of the Androids. A pleasure being with you. Nick Carroll, also a pleasure being with you. What's up, Nick? Hello, hello everyone. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, it's been a couple weeks or more, so uh, it's time to get it going. Good. Should yes, be a good clacker. Should be a great show. I'm very excited to go back to work and watch it. I'm going to turn things over to my very pregnant, very ginger girlfriend here, and <laughs> she's going to kind of take over, so good luck, you guys. Uh, have a great show. Amazing. Enjoy. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. So, what do we want to talk about first tonight? I get, I hand it over to the. Well, how about okay, Joey? You look excited. What do you want to talk about? I think we should talk about Matt with his girlfriend behind his back. <laughs> I think that's this the wrong be, podcast. Yeah, Attack totally of the different Matt. podcast. <laughs> Attack of the Lee. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, now Eric, kick it off. I'm good. All right, so I think the first thing we do need to talk about is that the next iteration of Google Glass is no longer just a, just a thought, just a memory. Uh, there are actual pictures being submitted to the government right now for version 2.0 of Google Glass. Yeah, a couple of things I, I noticed as well as read through the article is, A, it's got a hinge now to where it'll fold up a little bit. And number two, the little prism that, that you generally look at is actually a little bit bigger. It's like, I don't know, 30 or 40% bigger. So I guess that'll be a larger screen that you're looking at. So that's good, too. So, Has anybody else seen the mini or the series Caprica? No. Oh, I did not. I have no idea. Okay, because the, the glasses that take you into the 3D um, underworld thing are like incredibly close to how this looks Mm. with the exception of the fact that it's over one eye and not two. Um, Mm. But I mean, it is, I think they call them hollow bands, I think. Um, And I mean, it's like within design differences of being how this looks. And I I, just, I feel like I'm living in the future. Yeah. Just saying. Well, Let's give the uh, let's give the audience a little thing. So I'm going to talk so it shows my screen. I am screen sharing now. Um, like Nick said, you see the little hinge there. Like it looks like a little ball hinge or something like that. Um, and uh, the pr- I honestly can't tell that the prism is bigger. Um, yeah, there's an article that's linked from that article that we have in our rundown, and it basically you can look for a hyperlink for the word prism, and it'll take you to another page which actually shows 
a contrast between this prism. Like it's a little longer. I think it's probably the width and depth of it is probably the same, but the actual length of it is a little bit uh, a little bit greater. Is, I'll see if I can get you the link to that real quick. All right. So now I know that there there are engineering issues, like you know the battery has to go somewhere, so we mm -hmm. still have this like this bump on the end. But is anybody else kind of disappointed that they, you know, aside from the hinge, they didn't really do much, you know, changing to the design? It kind of looks I like have, version one. I have a sneaking suspicion that the first one was almost a working retail prototype. Yeah. And they took everything that they learned from it, and they probably have done an awful lot more under the hood than the hood itself. That's just a guess. But what I find more interesting about this particular article is that it says that they're aiming this at enterprise businesses for Google Glass. And I don't understand, and, and maybe this is just because I've never thought about it, but what is the enterprise application for a small screen that you always see? Well, I know for what, I don't know about the app uses so much, but I'd read somewhere that they're trying to make it a little bit more durable. You know, so that would be something if you're going to be using it on the construction side or maybe, you know, in more adventurous, you know, terrains or something. But uh, as far as the uses, probably the same ones that you would have before, like you're in surgery, you want some sort of a heads-up display, maybe communication if you're doing something and you have both hands full, I'm not really sure. So probably a lot, a lot of different options. And if you look at my screen, you'll see that there's the Explorer Edition on the left and the Enterprise Edition on the right. And that basically shows you shows you uh, you know that it's a little bit longer. It looks like it's roughly the same thing here, but I wonder if the pricing is going to be similar to about fifteen hundred dollars. So, well, if it truly is only available to glass uh, uh, glass for work uh, partners uh, yeah. or startups, um, then yeah, I mean they could. Uh, it, it's a I, I could see it going both ways. They could charge fifteen hundred. Because they'll just say, well, you know, they they can pay for it their business, um, or possibly give some away for free. Um, I I don't know. I'm sort of split on it. I I understand why they wouldn't make it available to the public, but I don't necessarily buy the working prototype uh, argument just for the fact that this thing was out for how yeah. many years? Three Two years. years? Yeah, three, three years. years. Yeah. I mean. It's yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good product, and they just had to come up with a slightly better iteration, make it somewhat cheaper, and then you know let it go out there. And then they basically went silent, you know, and it didn't have this pretty pretty good working product, you know. I absolutely love the one of the comments on the uh, <clears throat> on the front page here of this, and, and the comment is, "Oh, so a foldable bad idea." <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's only bad at that price. If it's three hundred bucks or something like that, it's a better idea. But if it's fifteen hundred dollars or more, then you know, a few people are going to buy it outside of the Google fans, and some yeah. people genuinely find a use for it. But you know, as you guys know, most of the people that bought the Explorer edition don't have them or don't use them, so they're just not a commonly used item. So, I mean, well, one of my biggest, one of my biggest uh, like complaints, though, I will say, was the um, the durability, um, more so like the breakability of the uh, of glass. So the the foldable hinge does actually 
like I, I feel better. I would prefer to have this version, I think, than the original version, even if they have the same internal specs. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, this is like too little, too late, as far as I, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, they had a window of opportunity, you know, when the hype was really strong for the product. Then they didn't come out with anything. And I've had discussions with people online, basically saying, "Hey, I think they should have come out with this device." And the criticism was, "Oh, it's not ready. It needs to." go back, you know, to the drawing board or whatever, but it, it doesn't look like yeah. it's been to the drawing board, really. So, Eric, this is, do you think this that is they waited version so two. long to, you know, when they looked at all that and your everyday people aren't buying them, do you yeah. think because of that they waited so long to look at all the different kinks and, I guess, target them towards the audience they knew would buy them? Yeah. That's I mean, I, you know, the thing is, is that if it really does have an Intel Atom processor, that would make it as powerful potentially as a netbook from uh, what, four or five years ago. And it's something that's being carried around on your head. That is a tremendous amount of processing power for something that is so small. And <clears throat> I mean, th th that in and of itself is interesting, because if this micro technology can be rolled into future Google devices, what does that say about, you know, maybe earpieces that are actually two way radios that are only the size of a quarter or something? I mean, you know, it, it, the the possibilities for, for this are endless. And, and this is kind of strikes me as one of those things where it's like the Google driving cars. It has a long term potential, but a short term. Eh, so what? The problem is they didn't sell it like that. It wasn't sold as the long-term potential. Um, and, I mean, to your point, like the, the original, it is a lot of processing power in one small space. The original one had the same internals as the uh, Galaxy Nexus, which was, you know, a fair amount of, you know, of processing power. It was probably the, like, flagship phone or a flagship phone of four years ago. Um, however, like, it, it got hot. Um, I started having really weird issues with it, like uh, like the charging, like the battery, um, like holding battery power, really, really terrible lag, um, mm. like in the later editions. Um, it th this to me just seems like this is this is the version of glass that we should have seen uh, six then. months later. Yeah. This is what they should have offered for. Um, this is what they should have been sending people um, who paid the fifteen hundred dollars, like six or eight months later I just, as like I just, the next iteration. Yeah, I just think they should have made an everybody edition. In other words, you know, you don't have to be just enterprise or just, you know, a, a beta tester. Just here's here's a good product and just release it to everyone at a decent price. So Yeah. Even if I feel like even if it's a good product, they burned up a lot of goodwill. Um and like and I don't I don't think that they're going to get a fair shake from the tech writing community. Um, you know, because they, a lot of them were burned by this too. Yeah. And quite honestly, maybe they shouldn't get a, you know, a fair shake from them. Um, there is something to be said for the past behavior of companies. And there is something to be said for the concept of like, for instance, not that we like to talk about it a lot, but Apple tends to release products that are uh, with equivalent features to other companies after the, the other company has released it. And they do that to refine it. 
They take, I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if there's a team at Apple that looks at all of the new features from competing products, waits for them to be reviewed, waits for them to, to interact with them, maybe even goes out and gets those products and finds out a way that, hey, we can make this better, and then they release it. And sometimes that is the better opportunity. Marketing and refinement sometimes are just what you need to get a product to take off. Yeah. So I don't know. Have we have we beat this horse to death, or do we want to do we want to shit on uh, Google Glass some more? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just say one more comment. Fifteen hundred dollars, way too much for way too little. Um, yeah. Not interested. Yeah. Come at me when you've got a full 3D headset for fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Well, and that's no longer like the first edition, which is kind of what this sounds like it's becoming, if you look at it the way you guys are talking. So, it's like, it's going like to do the military and that kind of stuff first, then they'll come out with a cheaper pair that yeah. works for us. The version that's coming out now will be, you know, cheaper two years from now, and the, you know, military will have great ones then. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> that can happen. You know, that may be one of their new, their audiences for this, so who knows? Yeah. Ain't that how it always goes? I thought it was. <laughs> so All right, next, so how about... Go ahead, BJ. So next it looks like, what is with this chair fire update? Chain fire. Chain fire. Yeah, my, yeah I, I screwed it up too. I'm like, what the heck is chair fire? <laughs> Are we firing chairs by remote control through android devices and then i went oh no it's chain oh phew Whew. that's well, so much better then i don't feel so bad <laughs> yeah that just means instead of firing chairs now we're firing chains out of our phones uh, tell us about this eric why you threw this in here so i don't know you remember back in the day it was always such it was so difficult to get root you had to look for your specific device um and then now even in recent years um, with uh, I think it started with Lollipop. Uh, Google has been doing a lot on the security end to prevent people from gaining root to their device. Um, the integration of SE Linux and uh, a few other things. So um, we talked about it in past shows that uh, these newer versions of Androids were going Android were going to be much more difficult in the uh, gaining root uh, area of development. Um, but this guy, Chainfire, has been doing a lot of work. Uh, he's sort of been on the forefront of making this happen for as many users as possible. And he's just released a very big update to his CF auto root uh, program. Um, and the big update uh, includes support for, I think it's over 300 um, mobile devices. Hmm. So the the other question, of course, that comes up when you start talking about an auto-root thing is why would you want that? And the answer is that you gain root over your device so that you can install or, in some cases, uninstall uh, software packages that are not specifically uh, prescribed in the Google uh, Play Store or some other reason that you might want that. Um, uh, quite often, th this is brought up in the context of buying a device, say like the Amazon uh, Fire products, which have uh, Amazon Fire OS, and you want to gain root on those so that you can reinstall a traditional Android. Uh, it, it's also brought up in other contexts where you want to specifically defeat the onboard device security to do something specific. Uh, I've had a little bit of experience with this because I did do this process uh, years ago. Uh, old fans of the show will remember my infamous Nook Color, 
uh, <clears throat> running off of an SD card. And I got to say, for all of the time and effort invested, that was a absolute total freak horror show for what I got out of it. Right. Um, I'm, but the pessimist side of me says, why do we need to, to get root on all of our devices? And if they're making it harder for us to get root on their devices, maybe we should take the hint. Yeah, I think they wanted to play it safe and only give users, not, you know, non-root <laughs> accounts, you know, so. Well, I, I personally think that, you know, there should be a, like, this is this is sort of sort of the, the duct tape MacGyver way of getting root. Um, I think there should be an easier way for people to get root. The same way that, that nowadays, uh, a lot of times, you could unlock the bootloader very easily um, using the Android uh, SDK just the developer tools. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's not the thing that all users need, but it's your device. You pay for it. I don't, you know, taking the hint, well, you know, they can take that hint. It's my device. Um, so I, I don't see a problem with it necessarily. Um, the, the only issue is that you might run into, you know, uh, stability issues. Um, yeah. Other weird things, um, especially if you're trying to put Android on a device that is so locked down, like the Nook, mm. as Joey did. Yeah. I still have that laying around here on a shelf, too. <laughs> Does it right still not work? Oh, it still kind of works. I think I burned out the micro SD card that was in there from too many writes and rewrites and stuff like that. But, yeah, that was just a horrible horrible experience and has put me off of rooting and roaming and whatnot anything ever again um keep in mind also that i work uh in it and i have seen firsthand today was a very good example of the problems that you can get into when everybody has administrative aka root access to the computer um there's a lot of trouble that the average person can get themselves into accidentally not on purpose but accidentally and it's it's a problem and it's a potential security hole. So personally, my opinion is don't root. Um, well, let, let's explore that. These problems, these people with problems. What operating system were they running? <laughs> well, in this particular case, it was a uh, it was a Microsoft Windows Seven machine uh, that I'm okay. thinking of specifically today. Um, but I don't think that the majority of people out there are rooting their their Android uh, devices or their mobile devices in general because there's not a need for it. For most people, there's not. However, you could make the same argument for, you know, Windows 7. Um, but on Windows 7, there's a path to gain it if you need it. Um, you have UAC, log in as an administrator. Uh, like there are different there are different things you can do. Um the reason why it, it can be so ghetto and so unstable is because we're doing it like this. We're basically exploiting security holes in the operating system in order to secure root. Oh, well. There you I'll go. still root my device. Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with, you know, with him on this. I, uh, my very first tap, it was also a nut color. And I was this close to rooting it because I couldn't get it to work because you had to because I bought it secondhand and so I had to essentially get the original owner to unregister it so that I could register it in my name. We couldn't locate That's them, so we fun. ended up having to send it back. Yeah, but I was going to end up having to root it and do a bunch of stuff. 
and I just gave up. So I ended up getting a Nexus 7, the original Nexus 7 tablet, and my life has been much better since then. So. Matthew got me a well, 6. I like that one. No, wait. Mm. It's a 9. Yeah, it's a 9. Nexus 9. That's a good Nexus, one. It's a good tablet. I do like it. Um, it's plenty for you. me. I don't need anything special. So. Yeah. Uh, how about we can save the uh, the Java thing for later because that'll probably be a longer discussion. Um, uh, Nick, what do you want to talk about? Pick one. Uh, I'd like to talk about a feature that vanished on uh, many Nexus devices or or pretty much any device that has Marshmallow. And I think some of the other devices that have uh, like version uh, 5.1. But uh, it's a feature uh, that's called the Intel Next Alarm feature. And I'll actually show it. Uh, I'll share my screen so you can kind of see what it looks like. But this here is what you pull down, you know, on your smartphone or your tablet or whatever. And down here it says, like, until your next alarm. Well, that feature has been missing, you know, as of, I think, the 27th, like, or maybe the 26th, the day after Christmas. And it just went away. And it, it's something that that came out with, I think, 6.01, but for whatever, whatever reason, this – Picture just dropped off, and you can only set your alarm for however many hours away, up to 12 hours. But like for me, I use this this uh, as my alarm clock, and I'm quite used to just setting the you know when I go to bed, set the turn the alarm off or set the uh, do not disturb until the next alarm comes off. But for whatever reason, there's this interesting bug where uh, I don't know how to explain it, but basically around the 26th, this feature just vanishes; it goes away, and if you set your date back to like the 25th or you set it to like January 1st or later, this feature will come back and it's like going to happen like at the end of every month or something. They explain it better in this Android uh, police article than I could, but uh, it's really aggravating to have for me a vital feature end up missing. I guess I'm confused. Why do you figure that that's a vital feature just because it's easier than figuring out the number of minutes and hours until your alarm goes off? It's something he's become accustomed to. It's a small yeah. little thing that he uses. Just like yeah, if your example, alarm clock if changed your phone on vibrates phone. a lot for text or anything like that and say, you know, you have that. It does it it's not like it goes like let's say it's at 10:30 and your alarm goes off at you know, 6 a.m. the next morning. It's like a 30-minute window between like 9:30 and 10 a.m. where your phone may make other noises potentially wake you up early. So that would be an example, you know. And also, like, some nights you may go to bed later, some nights you may go to bed earlier. So you, you have to, like, well, is it nine nine hours away or is it, like, seven hours away? It's like that. So it's just pain. So it's easier to just click that one button and be done with it. So Yeah, I mean, I do use this, um, by the way. Uh, so I'm not talking completely out of context. Yeah. I have mine set up to automatically kick on at, I think it's 11 p.m. Yeah. And to automatically shut off at 6 or 6.30 a.m., despite when my alarm goes off because, you know, generally I'm up anyway, but, you know, it's possible. But I guess I could see this both ways. For my opinion, if you have it scheduled, your schedule in general doesn't change that radically. Um, But I see your point. It's a feature. It's something that you get used to. Why'd it go away? You got me. Well, this this is so I've been reading this article that Nick uh, put in the doc. 
this is purely a bug. This was not a decision. Um, specifically, uh, Google, in their code, used the wrong uh, method um, when uh, calling for the uh, for the date. Um, so they're using something. Uh, they, there's two different methods they could have used: add or roll. And uh, supposedly, roll does not increment. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't increment the dates uh, in the correct way for this to actually work. Um, I haven't looked at the code. I'm just reading sort of the explanation that somebody posted, um, and a lot of people are agreeing with this, um, that it's, it is because of this bug until it gets fixed. It will, it will repeat itself every month six days before the end of the month. Yeah, so perfect. tomorrow it should start working again. <laughs> Does it or affect the day Android Marshmallow? Because I just checked, and mine doesn't seem to have it either. Yeah, it It does. So it looks uh, – they don't say – it looks like it's uh, everything from the latest version, 601, down to 5.1, which is probably why my uh, phone is also uh, seeing the feature missing. Yeah, for, for me, this is important because, you know, there's five days out of the week, and I often vary my, vary my alarms if I need to wake up earlier to help, help my wife with the kids or, or whatever. So, Well – on to, on to some more important issues. Um, we have a request from the chat room to discuss some game that maybe has something to do with ISIS. BJ, can you please enlighten us a little bit on this uh, this game that you're playing? <laughs> it does not. He's just being a dick. But it's it's just a stupid game that came from one of the, you know, it was on, what do you call it, the uh, Google Play Store. And okay. It is just. It's called. Nothing uh, bad ever came from there. Go on. <laughs> right. Uh, Google. It's a. Uh, it's called. Deadwalk: The Last War. It's just like. Like. If is you're it playing, the one where you're just running through a field or something? If you're playing by yourself, there's like you can. It's like a little zombie like hunt. And then you can go onto the big map and play, you know, with everybody else, and it becomes more like Risk. Hmm. Where you're working as teams to take down capitals or, you know, continent-looking like things. And he seems to think that the battles happen when something big's happening. But he really doesn't pay attention to the fact that um, the big battle happens every Saturday. So if something blew up every Saturday, then I'd feel more like he might be right. It does blow up every Saturday. Have you seen the news? <laughs> does your so does your team happen to have a black flag? No, we don't have oh, a okay. black flag. We're rainmakers. Okay. <laughs> no judgment. I but we cannot. I we 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 cannot honestly uh, recommend this game though, since it is in support of ISIS, as you've just admitted. So. <laughs> The, there's actually a problem, though. Oh, you found it. We yeah. did. You found yeah, it. here's the the game. <laughs> it looks kind of like um, it looks like kind of like StarCraft or something. Like it is it's top down, uh, where you're controlling like units of people. Is that the basic idea? Yeah. Did you guys ever mm-hmm. play Grepless or anything like that? Hmm. I don't think so. Looks vaguely like Command and Conquer. You're pretty much yeah. well, my you're... personal favorite, Total Annihilation. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. it's just a war game. 
I like, I like this. I'm looking at it, and it says, this app is incompatible with all of your devices. <laughs> Funny, that's Holy exactly crap. what my dating profile says. Well, oh. as of the other day, it was actually down and wouldn't even let you get it from the app store. Yeah, it's incompatible with all mine, too. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of one stars on here. A lot of one stars. They changed the developer that made it, like, sold it, and... Mm. It's kind of gone downhill since then. Oh. I mean, same rules and hasn't anything like that hasn't changed, you know. The battle is, like, that's all still the same. But the actual, like, if there's a fluke in the game or something that needs to be fixed and you send, you know, shit to developers telling them, you know, this shit's broken. (laughs) It takes a lot longer to get fixed as to where they used to, you know, fix it in maybe 12 hours. They'd shut the server down, you know, fix it and done. Now... Maybe a week. <laughs> so. Jesus. You should see that comment Nick just flipped past. I quit. Your update yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Mm, update fail. What happened, devs? We're ha- we were having so- too much fun. Oh, uh, yeah. No haters there. No, there's no. a lot of pissed off people. <laughs> Honestly, this sounds like War of the Trolls. <laughs> Yeah. Is it back well, up on there though? Yeah. It seems like it's there, but you just can't get it. Aww. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, so you can't get into it anyway, so no new friends. Over a million installs, that's a lot of people. Well, half of them are bots. So. Yeah. <laughs> and the other half. Since we're talking about you. games. <laughs> Uh, there's so there's a Droid Life article. You see the 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 favorite games of 2015 of Tim Otato from uh, Droid Life. Oh yeah, Tim. Um, did you guys play any of these games? All of these games? Some of these games? It's the only game I've ever played. Well, I played Greplus back years ago, but I don't really play a whole lot of games because I get really stuck on them when I do. So I just try and keep them off my phone. Well, you have that tablet, though. I know. You're not doing any... <laughs> I mean, the one game that you do play doesn't work anymore, so you could probably install one of these. Something to do while you're in labor. I recommend Bridge Constructor. You get to build bridges, not blow them up. <laughs> Much more wholesome. No. I've always been a war game person, though. Like, Yeah, but the Bridge Constructor is much more child-friendly. She's not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to have years before she has to worry about that. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would the most child-friendly tablet be? Mm. Kindle Fire for kids. Yeah, I was going to say, with that huge bumper on it. <laughs> yep. Good yeah. to know. And they're only, what are they, Nick? With the bumper, what are they, like? Like 100 bucks. Bucks? 100 bucks? Okay. Keep that in mind. <laughs> so what are all these well, games that we're looking at? Well, some of these are, you know, at least one of them, uh, Limbo, is a remake of a indie game that was very popular a few years ago. Um, I've, I didn't even know there was a Mortal Kombat 10 or Mortal Kombat X on mobile. Um, but I have seen some of the other games. Uh, Fallout Shelter, um, that was... That was huge. That was one that I played quite a bit. Um, 
one that I played quite a bit this past year. Oh, here we go. So now Nick is playing. Can y'all hear that? No, but there's great visuals. <laughs> screen share doesn't do audio. Cool. Ooh. It does look like a uh, old game or an Android port. I think it's. I think it is an old game. Um, now that I think about it, hmm. but uh, at the gym. <laughs> it just kind of looks like another version of like Mortal Kombat, really. Yeah, but it can be in your hands on your on your mobile device. You could play this on your Nexus Nine. Yeah. That's but that's a buddy Download now for free on the Play Store. I'd probably break my phone. Because that's that, like, game where I was always, like, the button presser. Just, like, no combo. <laughs> so I'd probably press too hard on my phone and break it. You should see me playing Soul Calibur on a, on a Nintendo GameCube. The buttons look like they're about ready to melt. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got skills. Not. Nah. Uh, the problem with a lot of these games, I feel like, um, like the ones on this list, uh, is that things like Mortal Kombat... They require a real controller, uh, sort of what BJ was talking about. When you have this thing and you're like slamming your thumbs down on on imaginary buttons that they've created on the screen, um, I don't I don't necessarily think it's a really good gameplay experience. Um, if you look at what Nick's playing, uh, Limbo, Limbo, like that looks like something you probably could play. I do like the graphics. That's pretty good for a tablet nowadays. You know, we all remember the. 8-bit and 16-bit era, <laughs> things have much improved. So much prettier. Incidentally, um, speaking of 8-bit and 16-bit eras, I read a fascinating book on um, – now I've forgotten the title. Um, but it was uh, – yeah, yeah, no, Super Mario. It was how Nintendo conquered the entertainment world. And it was very interesting. Um, a lot of the technical details, you know, that you kind of lose in the in the experience of playing something. Yeah. You know, why decisions were made, why things were done. Um, a lot of the back end um, information and technical stuff that you know I didn't think about at the time um, when you were just living it. You know, and it was it's a fascinating read. And uh, if you're at all interested in gaming or the history of gaming or consoles or anything like that, it's it's tremendously interesting. Um, and one of the things that they said in there towards the end, because it's a chronological history, they actually point blank said Nintendo will never release a mobile port of any of its classic games. Hmm. And I believe them. They've so far they've held true to that. Mm hmm. Which, to me, makes them feel more like the Apple in that context of we are going to force you to have an experience, you know, as opposed to another console that's maybe more open about it. Um, Just my take on it. I would like to see some sort of version of 3D Duck Hunt. That would be cool. You live, I mean, you live in Washington, you could just go duck hunting. (laughs) That's an option. Real 3D. I'm originally Truth. from Montana, so yes, I could do that there too. No, that's bison hunting. That's different. <laughs> Lots of hunting there. And you have to avoid Coyote being in cholera. Oh. But um, 
actually, by the way, for what it's worth, total aside, you can pick up on Amazon for under $25 a remanufactured brand new console that will play NES games. Oh, cool. And for under, I think it was like six bucks, seven bucks, you can get the gun from Duck Hunt. And it will work with the traditional Nintendo or this retro one. And you can pick up the cartridge for Duck Hunt used for about ten bucks. I have so, the cartridge for Duck Hunt, and I have two guns, and I have the Nintendo. <laughs> well, then aren't you just Queen of Sheba? Um, <laughs> when no, you get the woman the... that has it all. <laughs> yeah. Where, where were you when I was looking? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, um, so it is possible to to do this kind of retro thing, but anyway, that's a total aside. We should probably move on. Yeah. So how about this? I think Nick, you threw this in the document, uh, the LG smart thin Q smart home hub that can also stream music. Yeah. I found that a little interesting. It's uh, it's like, a a remake of, uh, the Amazon. Uh, what is it? Uh, Alexa echo echo. Yeah. Let me pull the story up. Oh, yeah, smart think. It's funny you say that. It actually looks like, yeah. it, it physically looks like, um, I won't say her name because she's staring at me. Oh, yeah. No, this is, this is pretty cool, and it's something I think we, we've talked about in the past where something like this, you know, may become a thing. You know, a lot of people may buy this, you know, put it in their kitchen or, or living room or whatever. And uh, now LG has their own version of this. And it's got a little uh, screen on it, uh, you know, as well. So, I don't know, it's, it's kind of cool. So it looks like it's going to, which is different from the Echo, it's going to also be able to connect to other smart devices using yeah. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, or the Zigbee protocol. Yeah. It's basically a music streaming device. This strikes me as not really a competitor to the Echo, although I bet it will be compared to it um, simply because it looks similar. This looks like an attempt to be a centralized hub for home automation and monitoring. And I think the Echo is more aimed at being a entertainment device. Um, Informational as well as buying Amazon stuff. You You know, depending upon the functionality you get, with, you know, the phones you have, you know, if it's limited just to LG, that may be one thing. But if you can use it with any Android device, or even if it expands to, like, uh, you know, iPhone, it may be pretty cool, you know, search for something on your phone and, you know, stream it or whatever on the device. One thing that they make a note of in this article, it is not going to be voice command sensitive. So oh, you have right. to use their dedicated app. Uh, so, like I was saying, this is going to be one of those things that's compared to the Echo, and and if they put up a chart of what it does and doesn't do, it's going to say voice commands, no, and people are going to go, oh, I want voice commands, and then you find out that you really don't because you wind up in that situation where you accidentally kick on your Echo and you end up buying a gross of rubber dog crap toys from Taiwan because you, that's what it thinks you meant. Yeah, this is one of the sea of things we're going to end up seeing come out, you know, in a week or two when CES, you know, goes live, all the different gadgets, smartphones, et cetera. So. Are any well, of you going actually, this year? What, what did you say? Are any of you going this year to the CES in No. <laughs> Not any of us. We used to have uh, someone, Aunt Pruitt, he would go. He's gone at least a couple of years. I know. I think we Matt went with him last went year. Once. 
Yeah, yeah, Matt went last year as well. So I was supposed to go this year, but then my uh, my boss decided to have a baby, so I'm here minding the store while he's off doing that. <laughs> Your boss is Matt Lee. My <laughs> boss is Matt Lee. <laughs> Matt's having a baby. Surprise, BJ. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, I think we're going to see more of this at CES. Um, one thing I will say though, the Echo does uh, it does also do home automation uh, stuff, but they've sort of they they've added these features in quietly since the since the beginning. Um, at first, it was really only like a lot of the like you know streaming music, answer simple questions, more what we would think of like Google Now or. Um, I'm sorry, not, not Google now. Okay, Google or Siri uh, functionality. Um, but now it can control Samsung smart things, uh, Philips uh, smart devices. Um, I don't know necessarily what protocols it uses, um, but you can actually go onto the Echo Smart Home um, section of Amazon uh, and buy things that specifically will work with the Echo. That's pretty cool. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and I uh, I just actually installed my first what you would call smart device the other day. Um, somebody had given me one of these. I think it's Philips, one of these like uh, uh, silly little light bulbs that can sort of change colors and can you know pulse to the music and things. Um, I just haven't gotten it set up with the Echo yet, um, but uh, yeah, it could be interesting. Um, we have those in the kitchen. Do you? <laughs> What, now, what do you what do you use them for? Like, because to me, it seems very much like a gimmick. I don't really see the purpose in it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's shaking her head. She's like, I don't even know. Matt, <laughs> was well, that a Matt mi- purchase? Y- mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> the boys decided yeah. they needed them. Now they use them at different different um, like blue with all the lights shut mm-hmm. off is video game color. Like that's okay. They have their own mooting system for <laughs> what they're doing. That's so, good. There we go. I suppose. A mooting system. <laughs> I kind of like having some regular light in my kitchen so I can cook. Yeah. It tends to piss sure. me off when they do that. And I'm, I just really want to be like dropping all the pans and shit and be like, well, <laughs> you know, if you want food, maybe you could turn my lights back on so I can cook it. Yeah, turn what off the need- red lights. It's pissing me off. <laughs> what, what you need to do is figure out a way to have one of them continuously strobe red and the other one blue and just tell them that the ATF is outside. <laughs> it's really uh, love that. And I like how she's pondering that now. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what are you talking about? It seems that they don't give off good light either. <laughs> I don't know. The multicolor one doesn't seem like when it does the multi like change because you can set it to, you know, alternate its own color. Yeah. The blue is good. The green is good. The red by itself is just kind of more of a pinkish weirdness. I'm not sure. Yeah. Almost more like a magenta, I guess. Mm-hmm. But as long as you like the blue itself is good, but when you do any of the alternation of it. When they're swapping into different, it just—I don't like that. I don't think it yeah. swaps well. I'm not so sure that this is the future of, you know, of like this is not like the future home. Um, the internet. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not. I it. 
the implementation is not as good as what you what you've seen like elsewhere, maybe yeah. like um, at a store or something. So, um, so yeah, it's all 1.0 stuff, you know, brand new, whatever. Let's find out what works, what doesn't. Well, and it's a pain well, in the ass that... to link them all together too, because there's, I think there's five out there. There's one next to the front door, and then the, all the kitchen ones that are linked to one switch are all on there. So sometimes they like one will lag behind the rest. Jesus. So you're, you know, you just went blue light. Oh wait, this one's like, it's like, oh, I was white. I need to be blue. The future is now. <laughs> well, hopefully um, that gets better if they're going to, you know, that's going to be something to do. I think it's just one of those rich people things that would be kind of cool for different rooms of your house and shit, but not your everyday folk that just wants to have their house lit. Yeah. And I'm I'm not so sure that, like, <clears throat> like even... To, to continually compare this to the Echo, what the Echo does best has to do with Amazon's ecosystem. And I don't know that LG has – I mean, what, what's LG's ecosystem? They could potentially hook into things like your HomePlex or um, maybe even a Sonos. Yeah, My well, washer and sure dryer. They, yeah, I think they do like microwaves, refrigerators, washers and dryers. Because that's what we need. <laughs> we need we need to be able co- to control our microwave while we're not physically standing at the microwave. You, need, oh, you might want to put that no... cup of tea in there before you go to bed with some, and then when you wake up, press the button so that it turns it on. <laughs> that's a great idea. Actually, that's probably the first practical use I've heard for that. Um, I've heard a lot of impractical ones, but I'm just I'm just loving this, you know, the idea. Hey, let's automate all of our appliances and make them all web capable, and then when we get hacked, we'll be able to be poisoned to death by our own microwaves <laughs> on high for eight hours. Okay, there's there's limits to this stuff where some it's what the terrorists want. <laughs> They yeah. want us to it's load up our silverware into the microwave and then tell be. Alexa to do it. The problem is, is that you know well, this is one of those things where a little bit is okay, but going the whole hog is disturbing and weird. Which incidentally is another thing I've been told about my dating profile. <laughs> uh, but you know, hey, um, but I digress. So I Joey, you see, over you see really you and tell you where to kink it and twist it. I didn't hear all of that, but I heard kink and swish, and now I'm in squish, and now I'm intrigued. But anyway, we'll talk about that after the show. Uh, Joey, can you explain to me? I, you seem very excited about this next story. Um, so help me understand why we're looking at a story from February 6, 2014. Go. Oh, crap. It was still popular on... It's still popular on Droid Life, apparently, even though it's – oh, crap. I didn't look at the date. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And we talked about this. Oh, great. So you're right, Joey. It is something we should talk about. Yeah. Yeah, something we should talk about like last year, 18 months ago. There's a new Kindle coming out. <laughs> yes. Need to- Apple has released a bigger iPhone. It's called the <laughs> iPad. <laughs> <sighs> 
How about, how about this one? <laughs> oh, go ahead, Joey. Go ahead. Well, well, you, you remember the controversy and all the jokes at the time about the iPad, you know, the new feminine hygiene product from Apple? Yeah. Yeah, and, and whatnot. And I that, don't. I'm, I'm very gender sensitive. I, I don't remember <laughs> any of those jokes. Oh, yeah, right. You were telling I'm, us some of them. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm triggered okay. as we speak. Yeah, you know, but but the thing is, is that those have completely disappeared because the brand name iPad has just permeated the world's culture and everybody knows what it is. And they don't even think about the the connotation of the of the term. Like how many people actually think about what Burger King means? You don't even say it as two words. You say it as Burger King. It's like one syllable, practically, that you just say, and you know what it is because it's brand name recognition. And it's just Definition amazing. Definition shitty how, food. <laughs> yeah, you think Whopper. You know, that's, that's exactly, you, you go from Burger King to Onion Rings, Whopper, and an Oreo shake and cardiac arrest, you know, all in one <laughs> progression. And I iPad has done that. Pocahontas cups. Sorry? I think Pocahontas cups. Oh, yes. Do you yes. remember the Disney yeah. editions that they were doing, like, um, forever ago? Yeah, yeah, I collected yeah. all those. My favorite were the Pocahontas ones. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a matching set of, of salad bowls. They all say Cool Whip. So, I mean, what do I know? <sighs> well, on that on that sad, happy note, <laughs> um, Google is uh, apparently ditching uh, the Oracle uh, proprietary version of Java for the open source Open JDK uh, in the next version of Android, according to VentureBeat. Surprised? Not really. What do you guys think? I'm hoping that they eventually ditch uh, Java completely. I don't know much about it. <laughs> well, so basically, Java used to be owned by a company called Sun. And uh, Sun was very, they were they were very, um, as came out in trial, um, very open to the idea of Google using a um, using Java in their uh, new their new mobile operating system. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, it was bought by Oracle, an, a very very big company, when Sun was having financial trouble and eventually went out of business. Um, and uh, at that point, Oracle looked at Google and said, you're using our property, pay us money. Um, it resulted in a lot of court cases back and forth. Uh, Google won initially, uh, then they lost at appeals, um, and uh, then it, then the Supreme I – don't, I don't remember. I don't think it went to the Supreme Court. Um, but basically, uh, the justice system sided with Oracle. So now Google is faced with, well, do we want to continue using Java, um, potentially paying Oracle money, uh, or go with something else? And it seems like they went with something else, which is OpenJDK, which is sort of an open source free implementation of Java. It's not Java, but it is allegedly Java compatible, though I've had, you know, I've had bad experiences with it in the past. Well, the thing about OpenJDK would be if you were to strip out your entire code base and rewrite your code base to work with some with a with a open source platform like this, where you can actually view all the source code to the JDK, 
you'll be able to make something that has no theoretically has no bugs, no security issues and works perfectly because you're going back and rewriting everything from scratch. Um, theoretically, that would be possible. I see it as, as a two two pronged street here. You're going to have one one side is that Google may not have to pay any more licensing fees out of this if they can completely switch off through it. And two, they're going to start dumping money directly or indirectly into the open JDK to improve it. So that would mean that we're all going to get some benefit out of this, provided we can use the open JDK. And that's what I think is that your, your second scenario is what I think is going to be the most likely. Um, when I used open JDK, it was a few years ago, it was on Ubuntu um, and I found that a lot of things that I was trying to use with Java did not work when I had OpenJDK. So I uninstalled it, even though I believe at that point it was the default and it probably still is uh, in in that distribution. Um, I uninstalled it, uninstalled it, and I installed the uh, the Oracle patches um, or the Oracle uh, files. Um, I I can totally see Google doing what it's done before, and that is you know, saying we're going to use this and just assigning a bunch of developers, um, contributing a bunch of code, patches, et cetera, uh, to make it um, something that is usable for them, which is in turn much better for the rest of the community. Now, when you went to the Oracle patches, did they tell you that you were the one? I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer, Joey. Though I did, though the Matrix was on TV yesterday. <laughs> so I don't know. It wasn't surprising to me. And do you guys have any other? I guess any other thoughts? Would have been nice if Shane were on. Unfortunately, he's not. I okay. Do not. What's that? I do not have any more thoughts on it. I think that'd be kind of cool to get away from Java itself. Yeah, fuck Java. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? We can talk HTC. We can talk this next book, the two-in-one Android tablet. Yeah, the next book looks kind of cool. It's it's about the size of a of a Chromebook, but it's an Android tablet. It's a little bit thinner. It's almost really the size of an of an Ultrabook, but it's you know based on Android, and it's something that I guess the Pixel C is not in that it's a convertible. You know, but this one is fairly inexpensive. It, it'll, it's likely going to come out at 220 bucks, and it's another one of those CES items, you know, that's uh, being announced. But uh, you know, it's got an Atom processor, two gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage, and it's basically a tablet with a keyboard, and it functions as a notebook and as a two-in-one for it's a tablet as well. And the only downside is it's a 1366 by 768 screen. Uh, it's an 11.6-inch screen, but I don't know. It's It's got some potential. I just wish the uh, screen size was a little bit larger, but it's a new item that's coming out. Android 5.1 Lollipop on it, so. Yeah, why something doesn't it have sort something of... newer? Like, why doesn't it have Marshmallow on it if it's coming out and it's something new? I don't understand that. It just may take time for them to, like, vet the new operating system and put it on it. So maybe something that's released, you know, a few months after the, the product comes out, for example, there may be an update. It's common to buy a device like an Android device 
as soon as you get it, there's an update out of the box. So it could be an, an update that's available by the time it's actually released and for sale. So. Okay. Well, it was probably so far in through the like production, manufacturing, yeah. uh, and testing that you know Marshmallow came out when was it? Uh, is November, I believe, right? Or no, it was October. Um, so it was yeah. far enough down the path, probably, that they were they were like, yeah, we don't want to deal with it. Um, I personally, you know, I'm with you, BJ. It would have been better to release it with Marshmallow because otherwise, it looks like. You know, any other, you know, multitude of jank Android crap yeah. um, that you can buy for cheap. Yeah, but this is the first piece of jank Android crap that I recall having a two, a detachable keyboard at this price point. That is now, true. And to be brutally honest, having been running uh, Marshmallow since I was able to get it with an OTA uh, update from Project 5, which I'm told there are people out there that are still not getting it, um, and I'm running 601. Um, the, the There are enhancements to Marshmallow, no question. However, there are also bugs and glitches, and it's like any new operating system, and I'm essentially beta testing it because it's not as many people out there running it as something that's more established. Um so it's just a thought. Also, this is not running a traditional phone processor. It's running a quad-core Intel Atom, um, which is a former, pro- uh, formerly a laptop processor in its previous life, uh, or at least its previous models. Yeah. So it may have to have a custom build of everything, and they may simply have not gotten it around to building that custom ROM yet. Yeah, one thing they're saying here is it's coming out in quarter two of 2016, so that's a few months from now at least three months. So in theory, it could actually have marshmallow by that time. Yep. And I guess the real question would be, would you buy this over a Chromebook? I personally wouldn't, but if I didn't have an Android tablet, this would be an option for me. Like if I had one or the other, this might, you know, fill that bill, but I've got a tablet and a Chromebook. So I'm not so much, you know, into it myself, but for someone that hasn't had a tablet in a while, this may a good thing, be a good thing for them. But I, I think Chromebooks are better at uh, emulating the desktop experience with not just split screens, but multiple windows support, you know, even though it's web-based user interface. So what do you think, Eric? I I think if you're going to spend that much money, 219, buy the, uh, buy the tablet that Matt bought. Um, If you need a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Buy the shield. Um, or, or you know, buy the Nexus 9. Like there, there are other options out there um, that are probably better. Um, and I don't know. Like I, maybe it's maybe it's just me and my bias, but I don't really <laughs> want to buy a tablet from a company called eFun. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. It sounds eFun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an e-waste of my money. Well, they have another division vision called E Crap. Um, <laughs> go on. Well, 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 well no, it's, it's a garbage disposal service. Oh, oh there I you see. go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. If it reviews well, it could it could be a hit. Some of these other companies like Honor and Huawei um, have found some you know have found a market here in the states. So yeah, it might be one of those things that like the next version might be you know. Something you really yeah. go for. Yeah. But right now, it's just meh. I'm good with what I got. 
I mean, the specs seem seem decent enough, you know, for the price. You know, if you're into an Android tablet, you know, two hundred dollar Android tablet uh, isn't bad. You know, the original Nexus Seven caught on fire because caught on fire. You know, <laughs> not literally, but <laughs> into like, very what? <laughs> Oh, so not like the Shield. Oh. Yeah, no, no. But uh, and that was only two hundred bucks. So two hundred bucks for a tablet like this might be pretty decent. As you said, it's got an Atom processor, which should be pretty decent. Two gigs of RAM and sixty four gigs of storage for an Android device for only two hundred bucks, and it's eleven inch screen and a keyboard included. That could be pretty decent. Oh, now this is really interesting. I just jumped onto their onto nextbookusa.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, this does make me a little nervous. Buy at Walmart. Well, they have a slightly older version of this that's that's apparently in Walmart, and this is apparently the next version, which is coming out in quarter two. But they also have a Windows version of this. Well, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. MacBook Flex 11 quad-core Windows 10 tablet with keyboard, $227. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. I'm going to be completely straight with you. That Windows 10, even being the tablet edition, will do things that Android won't and that the Chrome OS won't even dream of yeah. in terms of internal app support. Yeah. And if the difference in price is $7, yeah. get the freaking Windows version, honestly, yeah. because as much as I love Android, if you want to have a, a portable device that you can run stuff on – that is not tied to the internet, meaning a Chromebook, or tied to the internet for its functionality like an Android device, this is a, probably a better choice, and you're going to find more compatibility within the uh, within the enterprise and small business sectors for a Windows device than you are going to find for anything else. Yeah, where do you buy this again? Sorry? Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, I'll pass. Or Sam's Club. Well, just take it this I'll way. Pass, this- this item is coming out, you know, in quarter two of, of next year. It may be the next version of what's currently selling at Walmart will do the same thing as well. I mean, I remember, I remember buying a netbook in like 20, 2009 or 2010 and for about the same price. And I, I used the heck out of that. That had like a 10.2-inch or 6-inch screen. So the netbook's back, I guess you might say. The last laptop I bought new for my own use is sitting – over here on a shelf somewhere, and it was an e-machines netbook with a 10-inch screen that I uh, put uh, had XP on it, and I put Ubuntu Netbook Remix on it. Yeah. And um, now this is interesting. When I actually click on the buy link on that thing, um, it's 227 at Walmart, but it's um, 209 at Sam's Club. Oh, there you go. So yeah. Wow. Well, get your Christmas money, kids. Uh, your your dream is awaiting at Sam's Club. Now, one more quick question before we go. This is just for my ownness. Um, what kind of a like phone would be good? That's just like general something for your everyday person, someone like me. Mm. Depend. Uh, what size screen were you thinking? Because that would influence the answer quite a bit. You want like a small, medium, or large phone? <laughs> How in about the that? Me- in the medium area. Be like a five-inch screen. Maybe less. Um, I've, I saw on, I think it was eBay or something, the Nexus 5 for around 200 bucks. So that's an option. Uh, there may be, you know, 
other items. And then there's, of course, like the Moto G. That's something you can pick up for under 200 bucks, and it's a brand-new phone. And you can get that at most stores. You can go into a Best Buy. It's like 100 and some odd dollars, 180 bucks. to look it up real quick. I think a Moto G is probably the lowest end you'd want to go, though, um, because the, the biggest problem when you start getting cheap with these phones is that you lose storage space, um, which can be very annoying um, when you you have what you would consider to be a small number of apps installed, yet you are continually running out of space. Um, so I, I think that if you're going to buy a phone, 32 gigabytes is probably the lowest that you want to go when it comes to storage space. Um, and then just I wouldn't be afraid to go one generation older and just buy it um, that way. Uh, the the uh, Like the Nexus 6 um, is on the larger side, but like the Moto X 2014, um, probably even the Moto X 2015 edition will start getting much cheaper in the coming months because we've even we've started seeing uh, leaks of the 2016 edition. Um, so, it also depends yeah. an awful lot on what your carrier is going to offer um, and what you can buy and if your contract is up or if you're paying cash. Um, so it, a lot of that depends on that. For instance, right now, my old favorite, Republic Wireless, has got the Moto X second gen uh, for 249, brand new. Um, granted, it's an older model, but it's a heck of a phone for 249. 5.2-inch display, 16 gigs internal memory. Um, yeah, right there, exactly. Eric's holding one up. <laughs> That's the one like Matthew had, right? Uh, he had the Moto X, the original edition. This is this is the uh, the year yeah, afterwards, and what he has currently is the Nexus Six, um, and I the Nexus like that. Six That's too is big. well, it's too big. But the Nexus Six is the same phone as the Moto X 2014. It's just bigger, so they have the same internals for the most part. Yeah, if I are you to looking choose, for like, the phone? The X would probably be. That would definitely be an option. I think the X is good, and if you're going to be on Verizon, like it's it's an option. Um, does you do you use Verizon as well or no? No, actually, I have AT and T. Ah, that's even easier. Um, you could buy all these multitude of unlocked phones. Um, I would still probably go um, like Moto X, but um, a really good resource uh, is Swappa.com. S W A P P A. Um, it's just a bunch of people like us trying to get rid of their old stuff so they can buy the new hotness. You can very often get a good deal. Nice. I'll have to look into that. I still cool. also haven't got my Christmas present from Matt, so. I know the feeling. My wife and I, we didn't really get Christmas presents for each other as much because we gave it all to the kids. So what can you, what can you do? <laughs> I got a shirt. That was about it. <laughs> well, you told me I can have one. I just haven't told him anything. So I feel like. A phone would be a good start. Yeah, that's perfect. And go for the nice, expensive one. <laughs> <laughs> I should, but you know, pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's that's it. That is the show. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at show at attackoftheandroids dot com. You can even visit us on our website at uh, www.attackoftheandroids.com. Uh, I'm Eric Finkenbeiner. That's Nick over here. Then there's Joey. And BJ, thank you for sitting in tonight. Of course. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.
Yeah. And we're all there. Woo. <laughs> Don't forget to stop cool at it, bro. Got it. <laughs> cool. Yay. All right, guys. It's a day off for me. I'm going back to bed. All right, cool. Uh, uh, Eric, where are you now? Uh, I'm I'm still in Armenia. Um, my schedule is shaping up. I'll probably leave here in May. Be back in the states uh, for a little bit, and then late June, early July, off to Zimbabwe to uh, to start my diamond mine. It'll be very <laughs> yeah. much you and your blood money. That's yeah. right. Are you, you really gonna watch doing blood diamond, diamond mine thing? Or? What's that? Are you really doing something with the diamond mind or? No, I'm just fucking around. Okay. Um, I'm, I'll probably learn to. Uh, I will probably learn to fly. Uh, they'd have they have very cheap like flying lessons from uh, drunk South Africans. So I'll probably learn how to fly a plane. So you'll be the sober one. Got it. Exactly, and we'll probably fly to their diamond mines. That'll be interesting. But no, I'm just going to spend my time trying not to get carjacked. Good call. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, I, I don't know what the rules are over there. But if I were you, I would go through whatever hoops necessary and uh, start carrying. Um, yeah, that's see, that's a thing. I looked into it. We can't. Um, so, well, for national living in, I I don't I don't know. Like I, I just know that State Department? for me, for me, a State Department, I I can't. Like there are. Like that, that sort of thing differs from country to country, depending on what the state, like the state department for the general is very anti-gun. Um, what about knives? Like, um, well, Hey, there's no rules against knives and I <laughs> may or may not be carrying one. Um, in general though, like from all the literature I've read, the best thing to do, like most of these, most of the time when you're getting, uh, like if you're getting carjacked, they're not going to be violent. You just, you roll with it and then they go. Um, and then you just, uh, call the security folks to, you know, help you. But, um, I don't plan on getting myself in that situation. It sounds like the, the way you get, the way you get carjacked is by driving to the airport in the middle of the night and stopping at a stoplight, like shit like that. So don't go to the airport at night. And if you are, fuck stoplights. (laughs) Fuck that whole stopping business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, nobody's probably going to be out on the road, um, and if yeah, so, you just run over. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. The, the thing is, is that there. What happens is that sometimes they'll, uh, you know, these these like small gangs will um, either modify the lights or they will just sit at intersections and wait. Mm. And the moment you stop, it's like smash, you know, all that good stuff. So it's going to be an interesting experience. Everybody I've talked to actually has loved it to the point that they have extended one year or two years. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's, I actually don't think it's bad. Um, it's probably just one of those, it's like living in New York city. If you do stupid shit, you're going to get robbed. Mm. And if you don't, then you won't. Yeah. So, so, well, while you're back here, I highly recommend Maine as a tourist destination. Well, June, July, very good time of year to come up here. So <laughs> we'll have to see. I, no. we're, we're trying to figure that out now. It's the other problem is money. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, is that if you get hooked up with a lo- not hooked up, that's bad. Uh, if hey. you, uh, well, the bad phrase, uh, if you, if you consult, uh, with a local, we'll get you out of the tourist trappy high markup shit and get you into the cheaper areas. Just there saying, you, you know, 
We we need to do something. Um, I got to see. We might have to. So we we fly into. Probably we're probably going to fly into Detroit, mm-hmm. um, because of both of our families around there. But we might have to go west coast again. Um, to like do paperwork because we we're residents of Washington State and we might have to get our driver's license renewed or something. Um, but if not, we might go the opposite way this year and road trip uh, east coast. Why um, Washington? Is that just because that's where you started, or no? It's just it's beautiful. We loved it up there. Oh, um, okay. yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah, because yeah, I, that, that's all it is. And we've been looking for a house for a couple of years. Why you're never here? <laughs> um, it because you maybe that's I could part probably of why he's it. not here. What's that? Maybe that's part of why he's not here. He wants to be here in a home versus this. If he's going to do this, then he can go wherever and do this. Exactly. Well, what, you, what you need to do, Eric, <laughs> is you need to find a home near where Matt and, and BJ are currently living and buy that and then rent it to them for nothing. See, now that's <laughs> a great idea. Well, nothing. That's, see, now that just got bad. Yeah. Well, you I've, see, I've but, always had dreams of being a slumlord. Eric yeah. is like, you're breaking <laughs> up. I, you're, I can't make, make out what you're saying. Yeah, but but no, then my... you'd never have to send him any more contributions to keep the server bill going. Yeah, I would I would opt for sending him server money <laughs> and then just getting a rent check. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, that's, that side of Washington is the opposite side. Of, I want to be on the other side of the mountains. Um, oh, so what you're saying is, is you want to be on the good side of the tracks. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what Anyways, general area? Right. Like, What's that? Like, what kind of area? What general area of Washington, I guess? I was, we were looking um, almost as northwest as you could go. Um, the Olympic Peninsula, um, a lot of the houses we were looking at were, like, if you, so if you go Seattle, you go north and you go over the bridge, um, where not, it's not Rainier. It's the other mountain. Maybe it's Rainier. I don't know. It's like the, it's the oh, Baker? it's the Olympic National Park. Baker. Uh, no, it is Rainier. Baker is the one that's the the that's on that's closer to you guys. Um, so yeah, it's like going basically going all the way west. Like if you could drive another hour or so, you're at the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. um, and that's sort of what I'm looking for because it's like beautiful, lush green forest on one side, uh, ocean on the other, and then you got mountains. Um, it just looked really nice. That does sound nice. Yeah, you guys should go out there on vacation. It is uh, just like just a road trip. Just next time you're in Seattle to drive another three hours and you'll be up there. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot to do. Yeah, I got I got a friend in Portland. I keep meaning to get out there, but it's just, you know, it's a thirty three hundred mile flight drive, whatever. And that's if you go straight through. And I mean, I just I actually got a friend that's. If, if you were to draw a magic line halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee, he's just about on that line halfway between. And I just clocked it from here, according to Google Maps, it's a 19-hour, 19-hour, 24-minute, something like that drive if you drove it straight through with no delays. Mm. And so that would mean, theoretically, it would take me close to like 45 hours to get all the way to the West Coast. I'm sorry, guys. I don't have the money to fly, and I ain't got the time to take that long to drive. Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. 
I don't like being dropped Keep an eye out. There's cheap plane tickets. Well, they did say that a flight could get a flight for like $200, $254, I think it was, one way, which, oh, I mean, way. you know, one way. Well, I'll tell you, though, one-way drive, 1,200 miles. You Just know. in gas alone, yeah, that's going to be well, doing that. I, I, I always base this off of this. The IRS allows you to deduct a certain amount of, mile, amount of dollars per mile for uh, expenses when you're doing it for business purposes, and they keep changing it. But it's if every year for the past three years, it has exceeded 50 cents a mile. So just as a ballpark, I just say 50 cents a mile. That's your cost. That's your tires, your gas, your fuel, your wear and tear, your replacement parts, blah, 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 blah. And if you do the math, if you're driving 1,200 miles, then that means it's going to cost you, in theory, $600 in expense between actual out-of-pocket and then having to replace stuff faster. So, <laughs> I mean, from that standpoint, a plane ticket for 250 bucks, mm-hmm. even if it is one way, is an awful lot cheaper. Yeah. Sure. For me, for me, the big issue would be just time. I would rather just take a plane. Yeah. Well, I, w- I love road trips. I really mm-hmm. do. I, I mean, you got to remember, I got the motorcycle. You know, when oh, I yeah. got married, I, we did a three-day, uh, no, six five day, six day, whatever it was, honeymoon uh, to Nova Scotia on the bike. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I am a road trip guy. I am not, I do not have a problem with that, but that kind of distance, it will wear on you and it will make it less fun. Oh, all right, guys. Have a good night. Go back to sleep. Yeah. You look really tired. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Beach. You too. Yeah. Bye, Dory, Nick. I already gone. Fuck him. <laughs> Have fun. You too. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.